welcome to Teach a River. Uh, today, River, you are 1,366 days old. Your next birthday is in 95 days. Apparently, you're Capricorn. I don't know what that means. Um, you're a goat to the Chinese, and you're 27 years still in dog years. Three years, eight months, and 27 days. So, this is an impromptu episode where uh, the premise was I asked uh, Kelly to come up with questions to ask me whatever they may be about quantum mechanics or about how to tie your shoes. Um, because it is quite difficult to sit down and research for, I think the first episode took me probably about 14 hours to research, and I already knew about that topic. So it's kind of been a little hard to find time to do that. So... Um, in an effort to, you know, get back into the swing, here's an impromptu episode about stuff I don't even know. Um, as always, I start with quotes, and the quote I have for this one is, I don't pretend we have all the answers, but the questions are certainly worth thinking about. Arthur C. Clarke, some guy. Um, so, Kelly... You got some questions you want to ask. All right. We're going to start off. I thought it would be kind of cool since you just turned 32 in September to ask you 32 questions, kind of like for every year you've been on this planet. So, so you see how I'm talking to my mic? I see how you're talking. So you want to talk kind of close. Not deep throwing it, but you want it a little close, you know? Yeah. Inch. All right. So 31, 32 questions. 32. All right. So All right. pop them off, lady. All right. We're going to start with number one. What is the world's greatest resource and why? What is the world's greatest resource and why? Hmm. I mean, resource in what manner? Is it, I need it uh, honed in on, on something. It's a broad question. Something, a resource that humanity could use for betterment. Okay, that's a very different question from the first one. So, so what can we use? I, I, am, I would say children. Youth is by far the best thing because they're the ones that are going to fix what we fucked up. That's actually a really good answer. I was thinking of scientists, like specifically things that we listen to in the car on the radio with those mm -hmm. young scientists in high school that come up with different things. So good answer. All right. Number two. Number two. Number two is actually a three-part question. Main flaws with Catholicism. Kid raping. Not even a joke. Don't rape your kids. <laughs> okay. Buddhism. Flaw? Flaw. Um, in my opinion. In your opinion. And I forgot that in the top part of the episode, I normally say if this is science or fact or opinion. I don't know these questions, but most of these are going to be my opinion, I'm assuming. A um, lot, yeah. So, yeah, if you don't agree, uh, fuck off. This is for River. Um, not you, Joe, though. I know you're listening. I love you, bud. Um, Buddhism. I would say the, uh, teaching of, um, not being materialistic. I don't think that, you know, uh, worshiping an object is necessarily the best thing to do, like chasing the next, you know, good car or, you know, um, having the best necklace around your neck. But I don't think there's anything wrong with putting value into things that make you feel good as long as you manage it. And they're, you know, from my readings and, and the, the big memory I have, cause I haven't looked at it in a long time, but like, you know, it's like, you know, more of a, 
spiritual head. Um, you have plenty of cord. Okay. Cool. Um, spiritual head. Um, anti-materialistic. You know, live in the in the not in the material world. The spiritual world, and I don't necessarily think a hundred percent of that is good. Um, you know, if I were to tell River, which is the point of this, I would say, you know, there's nothing wrong with 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 uh, coveting objects. As long as it doesn't get out of hand, anything in moderation is fine, in my opinion. Agreed. If you want something and you've worked hard for it and you attain it, there shouldn't be anything yeah. wrong with enjoying it. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. All right. Satanism. Um, the, like, what's wrong with it, I would say, is the inherent misunderstanding um, of what it is. Agreed. So, like, when I, when I, you know, if somebody asks me my religion and I tell them that I'm a Satanist, they immediately go to devil worship and the satanic panic and, and, you know, I, 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 sometimes it's getting a little bit more progressive where people, like, will ask questions, but they're immediately like, ah, you know, that's why I wait a good amount of time before somebody finds that out because then they know, like, oh, well, Grant's a good person and he's not a dickhead and, oh, that's a weird fact okay, what does that mean? And then I'll have a conversation with them about it. Like, I think that's the inherently the, the negative of it. I would, secondly, behind that is it can be very easily misconstrued, of, uh, as I did when I, when I started getting into it years ago, about, um, you know, the um, sort of indulging in, um, in things, can I misconstrued to, oh, it's okay to do heroin. I like doing heroin. What's wrong with that? You know, and now upon rereading it with you, it's like, well, it's actually quite clear um, that they don't want you to do that. You know, um, it's more of a healthy indulgence, they mean. Yeah, yeah. So it can be construed. But I would say that's the, probably the, the biggest thing. I mean, you know, fucking Catholics immediately going to just tune you out. And it's like, dude, you're, you don't even know what it is. Do you think they immediately jump the gun and think you're just going to come down to their house and sacrifice something? Yeah, because people don't know the difference between a Satanist and a devil worshiper. And devil worshippers aren't really actually like a thing. I mean, there's certainly them out there and we have cases of them, but like, it's not really like, there's very few actual solid cases of somebody sacrificing something for the devil and in that case, it was a devil worshiper. And like most of the time, I mean, we heard it on the podcast this morning. They're like, oh, you know, animal sacrifice. And it's like that even that in a devil worshiper is rarely done. <laughs> so, you know, that's where people go. Okay, next question. Number three, favorite word. This is also a two part favorite, favorite word word. Yeah. Ooh, man, off the top of my head. <laughs> Uh, I mean, uh, you know, like, um, there's some words that I like in written form. Um, I mean, they're not really jumping out to me, but I think, like, probably, like, I think the coolest word is fuck because it's so versatile. Um, you know, like the scene of in Donnie Darko of the cellar door comes to mind and, like, you know, there's some words that I can't think of off the top of my head, but like in written form, it's like sort of like a beautiful thing. But like in versatility, I think fuck is a great word. Uh, you know, it's just so versatile. Least favorite word. Least favorite word. A word that just when you hear it, you just want to put your hands around someone's um, neck. 
I don't have a least favorite word that I don't like hearing, but I do not uh, guarantee I cannot spell it. I've tried to learn it. I can't spell it. Even I spell it so bad, I have to put it in Google because none of the Apple um, internal spell systems know that that's what I'm trying to say because I just I just can't I can't spell it at all. What's the word? Guarantee. Really? Yeah, I just I can't. I I've tried. It just it just doesn't sink in for me for some reason. It's just 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 doesn't get there. Like the I think of um like uh in school it was probably like third grade this teacher made fun of me for not being able to spell business and like that is seared in my mind so much that whenever I write the word business I remember that emotion that feeling and that you know scene in my head. Um, and now I know how to spell business like a motherfucker, you know, like that's, that's something I remember learning pretty quickly. And like, I've tried to apply that to the word guarantee, but I just can't, just doesn't sink in. All right. Number four, what turns you on creatively and emotionally? I have to break that out into two. What turns me on emotionally, um, I mean, any art of any sort that, like, you know, permeates with soul um, in the sense that, like, I listen to trap rap and, like, that's not art. Uh, I mean, excuse me, it is, but it's not, it doesn't take skill or, you know, emotion or dedication, in my opinion. Um, I base that off of, like, I've lived in halfway houses with people who have no talent and no thing, and they're able to do a song, you know, in that style. So, you know, I don't I don't think that, you know, like, that doesn't turn me on. But, like, you know, I, I, I'll listen to any sort of music or watch any sort of movie that I know was made out of passion um, because I'm an editor, you know, I pretty much won't discriminate against any movie. Uh, I, I don't really care for foreign films just because I don't like reading s subtitles. But, um, you know, I'll watch pretty much anything because I know it took passion and creation and time and, you know, all that stuff. But, like, you know, music is probably the, the quickest that it'll turn me emotionally. Creatively, it would be just learning. Um, you know, I mean, I'm sure you're getting the insight into the, I'm pretty much, like, 98% podcast because outside of the few indulgences that I have that are just fun um, and even those are like I know those people and I know a lot of love and passion goes into it that's why I listen to it um, but I like to learn so you know a podcast is a great free way to do that um, you know so that like turns me on I mean I have probably I don't, I don't even know off the top of my head but like 30 podcasts I listen to throughout the week different ones because I like to learn different things. Right. Well, I'm going to turn this into a three-part question because this just, this just came to mind right now. What sparks you creatively in your process? Like what in gets what your though? juices flowing with what you do? You know, at work or just in general, like when I'm creating something because work and, just, you and know, a passion project are two very passion different Passion Passion project is something challenging. Like, um, I really enjoyed working with anti-films, um, those shorts that I showed you, anti-films on YouTube. Um, Wolf and the Baby, awesome movie, check it out. I, you know, I, um, I love that 
because they I was consistently given absurd ideas and like, hey, so figure this out. We're going to shoot it on Saturday. And like, I love that because I had to just I just had to figure it out. It's like, OK, I mean, you want to fucking I remember once they asked me to put a, a miniature horse in a uh, dog carrier that drags behind the uh, um, a uh, bike. And, and I was like, OK. And and I went and tested it and figured it out and it looked terrible, but it was fun doing it. Um, you know, just pretty much anything like when it comes to passion projects. I mean, I'll pretty much not turn anything down when it comes because I don't have the creative gene in me of like taking an idea and forming it. Um, like I'm working on an idea right now, a little thing that I want to do and I'm struggling deeply with the formation of the idea because I don't have that side of me. I don't have a script writing side of me. It just doesn't. So would you say you're more of a facilitator? Yeah, I'm a producer at heart. Um, you know, I started in my industry as an editor because I can take, you know, editing it at its core is really just a puzzle, you know, problem solving slash puzzle making. And I, I loved that, you know, and that was more, uh, mentally stimulating than the physics that it, or the computer programming I, I was you know was dabbling in and and um, it was more accessible you know I was all immediately good at it it's the one you know um, thing that I wish like I'm not I don't have any regrets the path I went but I did take the easy way out um, just because I'm inherently good at this so you know I was like fucking I'm gonna go that route you know so at some point I want to challenge myself and and get a degree in, in in physics like my original hopeful intention was but like um you know um I just love that like you know I'm asked a lot to do passion projects um or side projects and I I pretty much most of the time turn it down because I know the amount of effort I'm going to put in it isn't going to be matched by the person that's making it, you know? And like, it's like with the thing I'm doing with, um, I don't want to name the project cause it's not my place to do, but the thing I'm doing with the guys, um, you know, like I know I'm getting met with the same creative force, the same energy, the same love and compassion. So, of course, I'll fucking do that all day long or like New Rock uh, wants to get into animation and like I'll fucking I'll spend nothing but time with him because I know he's going to meet me. And like recently I was asked for a project and I just know that they're going to throw the ball in my court and not like answer me or, you know, like. You know, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do that. But I, I've made absurd things that I have no emotional investment in. But it was challenging as fuck. I love I love that. What is a big thing that turns you off? You gotta talk in your mic more. Um, what is a huge turn off for you? With um, you, you know what? I'm gonna put the ball in your court with this one. Whether it be personality wise, something that that happens on the daily in the world. Just stupidity, or or not even that, because I'm. I, let me retract that. I, I I I have plenty of stupid people that I have no problem with. It's it's the level of I would. It would be lack of effort, um, you know, at work. If somebody comes and asks me how to do something that like is so absurdly simple. Um, like, and, you know, if they're trying, um, 
I'll fucking, you know, I'll help you all day long. But if you're coming to me and throwing it in my court and thinking that you're, I'm going to fucking do it for you, no, I'm not going to, no, I'm not going to. You know, like the, the, the lady that works at the counter, um, she asks me questions all the time, very simple, basic questions, and, and she's not stupid, and she's not, not trying, and so, like, I'll fucking, all day, no problem, I'll drop everything, and I will do my best to teach you to get, be better, but I'm often asked by a salesperson, hey, Grant, can you do this for me? It's like, no, go fuck yourself, you know, like, you're, no. Because there's zero effort on yeah, that part. It's the Yeah, it's the lack of effort. I don't care how stupid you are, I mean, you can have a, I've, I've met incredibly stupid people that are trying and I, I have an ultimate respect for that, you know, betterment of yourself, but I'm not going to fucking do something for you. Meet you halfway. Yeah. All right. I think you've pretty much already answered this one, but I'm going to ask it anyway, because you said. Yeah, talking to your mic, lady. Sorry. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Uh, I mean, you know, I mean, outside of like the dream job, like I'd love to go back into physics. I mean, if I had a, a way with the future of my life, I would do editing until I got burnt out at it and, um, you know, retire teaching physics at a college or high school. Like that would be awesome. But like, I would really like to like the dream job in my realm would be to like work for an animation studio and just do rotoscoping like all day or like model creation, you know, when you need, a, um, you know, the Avengers needs the, the car that's going to explode. Like there's not the person who makes that isn't the same person that makes it explode that makes the fire. You have to have somebody that makes each of the pieces and the components. I mean, that's changing now with the with the demand of stuff. But like, I would love to, you know, do model creation or 3D model creation or the rotoscoping. I would I mean, you could pay me 10 bucks an hour for the rest of my life. But if I was rotoscoping, I'd be fine with it. It's pretty cool. See, I want to show you something. Microphones work. I'm direction. If I go like this, you can't really hear me. But if I go like this, you can hear me. Better. It's just awkward for me to, like, be holding it in my hand. I don't know why. All right. Number seven. How, in your opinion, will robots change the world, and should we be fearful? Uh, I mean, that's sort of, like, obviously um, fearful, but I, I, don't, I don't subscribe to, you know, robots... Um, yeah, I don't think Skynet's going to happen, um, or at least not in the form of uh, robots and AI are very different. But I mean, we have robots every day of our life that we deal with. And, you know, it's only it's not going to stop. Um, what I fear for is is um, at a certain point, the middle class sort of, you know, janitor, cashier, um, you know, the jo first job that a kid gets um those sort of like, you know, and I'm not bad mouthing any of those uh, lines of work, but like the more like blue collar jobs are going to go. They have already, it's already begun. Yeah. You go to a supermarket now and everything like. But like at a certain worship. point, like Rivers Generation, um, that's, it's going to be gone. I mean, we're seeing it right now, as you just said. So that's going to cause a class divide um, in our society. And the fallout of that is going to be 
quite devastating in not in just my opinion i've i've listened to podcasts and read about like economists talking about this and it's going to be at some point like you know in 40 years when that's all said and done we're gonna have bounced back from that we're gonna have like uh they proposed universal income for people um that way they can live and go about life and and try and get a better job or get a more specialized career but until that happens there's going to be people homeless. There's going to be, you know, I mean, we already have homeless now, but it is going to be class warfare. It's going um, to be a bigger class divide than we're currently. Yeah, in. I mean, we're just about to step in uh, into that. I mean, we're going to see it in our lifetime, but River is going to really have to, like, fight through that. Um, that's why I don't really care what she does, but I do want to push her into, like, not push her. I do want to foster whatever specialty she thinks about, like... You know, I mean, in in 20 years, I don't think an editor is going to be a thing. Um, I mean, I'm already seeing now with, like, podcasts, there's uh, automatic things that will get rid of ums in, in, a, uh, in a podcast. And, like, that's how I started editing and learned how to edit was getting a $5 job to crunch out some guy's podcast and get rid of all the ums in it. And that's going. So, like... How is somebody going to get to the level that I am without those like lower level, not so skill intensive things, but still teach you how to become somebody like I am now? I wouldn't be here without those shit jobs that I fucking hated that fucked me over, but it still was basic, you know, menial stuff. Uh, on another thing, I have a friend who's in, who's an assistant editor and most of his job is planning the edit for the editor. They have, I mean, you know thousands of hours of footage and he sits there and watches it and time codes it and writes down the emotion and the the notes of the scene and at some point there's probably going to be something that fucking analyzes the goddamn uh footage and gives you the notes so it's like you know he thankfully has other skills but like that and that's just my career you know and and so like that makes me worried for and I'm specialized already, you know, I'm highly specialized. So like somebody who's not specialized, that's just doing a, you know, and like I said, there's nothing wrong with that, but like, that's just doing a regular, you know, non-skill intensive specialized career is going to be fucked. I agree. And that's, you know, that's, I mean, that is how we're going to go and there's nothing we can do about it. You know, the, the it's already happened is the thing. Um, so we can't do anything to revert it we're just gonna have to adapt so that's why i would tell river like find a specialty that's why like stem careers are good because you're not gonna have a robot you know fucking testing theories but actually probably most likely you will because they have that now you know you're gonna have to really think about not us because i think we're probably set we'll be retired by that point or we'll die from nuclear holocaust or whatever but like you gotta kind of set uh, younger generations i would say like think about what you want to do and how you're going to get phased out of that job so you can specialize yourself along the way just for me i started in television doing tv 30 minute uh, long form interview television shows and i did like 72 episodes and then finally my my mentor thankfully said like hey this is evolving you need to you need to get ahead of that curve go to the internet. So I started doing the internet. So I was doing television commercials for the internet. Well, now that doesn't work. I need to make five videos at 
at a minute and a half to get you to understand the company. A generic commercial isn't going to apply to somebody. It's not going to bring somebody in the same, you know, and thankfully I've had enough foresight. This is a lot of the job that I'm at right now, I think is a, I'm ahead of the curve that I think that nobody's going to buy a car or at least not many people are going to buy a car um, in the old way. So I've, I'm trying to set myself up to be on that curve, to be the one who writes the curve. So when every, when that finally happens, I'm at least, you know, pretty set in it. And I have my ways and hopefully people are doing what I'm doing now rather than me having to evolve to, you know, uh, like if I went to a marketing company and they wanted, they had a new phone coming out. Well, I don't get to, I got to make the same old phone commercial that everybody's made. Uh, and now I'm, you know, I feel I could be wrong, but I'm ahead of the curve of writing the rules that people will do in, in, in this specific, you know, I've, I've had the point being, I've had to like specialize and specialize and specialize and specialize over the years to, to not be phased out. Question number eight. Mm -hmm. If heaven did exist, what would you want God to say to you? And what would you ask her? Hmm. I tell her to go fuck herself. If there really is a God, I, I, I don't want any part of it. Put me on the other end. I'm good. You can go fuck yourself. Because this is a, uh, you know, if there is an all seeing, all knowing, you know, like when, when you say this, I see the Simpsons God in my head of like this big fucking being that you're not seeing the face of, you're just seeing like the legs. Um, and like I would, I'd be pretty pissed. I mean, I, not in the fact that I'm wrong, because hey, I could be wrong, but go fuck yourself, you know? I mean, I have 43 dead friends now. Why? Why? They didn't need to, you know, uh, I, you know, I don't know. I, it would be a, a rage would be what would come to me. And, and, and I don't think I'd have honestly a question. Maybe it would be a physics question. You know, um, if I died tomorrow, I'd be like, oh, is time travel actually possible? I think my, like to interject, my question would be why so much pain just to amuse yourself? If there were, because I'd be angry too. Mm -hmm. Question number nine. What do you find socially unacceptable? It's hard for me to think of a, you know, a non-seven-hour explanation of that. <laughs> um, disconnectivity with people that you actually care about. I mean, I don't fucking care about having a conversation with somebody a while on the morning when I'm getting my coffee, but like, you know, I see people out to dinner and like, certainly I'm, I'm, I do it. But like when I went with Joe the other day to, for breakfast, I, I, I don't, other than the two times that my phone went off and it, I was waiting on something with work. Uh, you know, I didn't pull the phone out because I know that his time is limited and he took time out of his day to sit down and talk to me. So I'm going to put my phone away and I'm going to be as engaged as I can. Um, and, you know, it's just like, uh, I, I guess, as I'm saying that, like the, the disrespect for other people's time, um, 
that that bothers me you know I, I i see it in work like somebody asked me today to do something and i'm like i'm clearly i know i'm walking around with a look on my face because i'm getting fucked right now and i'm really busy and i have a lot of things going on you're asking me to print out your fucking personal bullshit like fuck off you know like that's a disrespect of my time like and i was like yeah sure I, I, if i can get to it sure and like he kept pushing it. It's like that's just disrespectful. And now I'm just not going to do it. You know, be hey, knock it off. You know, it's the when we go to gain runs. Like that's a limited time that we have. So I try and be as as connected and present as possible. And like when people, you know, I think back to old Grant. Um, you know, hanging out with my grandmother, not valuing that time. Um, it was very disrespectful. What do you think you could have done better to value that time? Uh, I don't know. You know, I mean, I, I had a pretty good relationship with her and I lived with her for a while before she passed. So like, I, you know, I was able to, um, get to know her and stuff, but like, you know, I would just value that time more, you know? It, it's like it's something that like AA taught me like when we went out to dinner with Artie I was connected and I sat there and I paid attention and I and I engaged so be more present was yeah. pretty much what you're saying number 10 do you believe in serendipity in what form I mean that's a broad question just life's happenstance yes so the real question is, do you believe in destiny? Sure. No. I think that on a microcosmic scale, um, the energies that we exert in ourselves attract energies in other human beings or atoms that attract that like energy. And I think that through that, um, we draw in um, what we're putting out, you know, not in a karmic form. I'm, I'm talking purely energy. Um, and, and you know, so like that, I don't think that causes destiny. I think that's just electromag... Uh, um, I was about to say electromagnetics. Um, uh, I can't think of the word. Um, you know, the, the, electric, uh, bleh, the electricity in our cells... Um, as we put energy into it and it's dis dispelled, it att attracts something to it, um, whether that be good or bad. And I think that's what defines reality around us. But I don't think there's really any, you know, grand scale. I think that's the beauty of life is it's completely chaotic and whatever works out. It, you know, it's just total fucking mathematics that, you know, and the, the statistical odds of me and you sitting here right now is crazy because everything in this universe wants to kill us. So that's <laughs> kind of beautiful. It is. Who? No. Question number 11. I'm sorry. Were you finished answering mm -hmm. that? Question number 11. Who do you most respect and why? Um, I'd have to say my father. Uh, he's a good man. He is a good man. For a long time, I didn't. And, you know, um, I was did everything I could to be the opposite of him. Um, 
and all I want to be now is him. <laughs> I mean, I I see a lot of your dad and you mm-hmm. on the daily. Like you both like have a great sense of humor and a kind heart and a sick dance, sick dance moves because you both dance. So it's kind of cool. So you do have uh, a lot of your dad and you. Mm-hmm. Number 12, two-part question. Favorite noise and least favorite noise or sound? Oh, man, that's a, it would be a collection of sounds. It could be, hey, it could be whatever you want it to be. Um, the sick and wrong um, Randy Newman. Um, this is a very good <laughs> podcast. It's catchy as fuck. It really is. I love, uh, that's like, that just, you know, when you ask me that, that, that brings me an immense amount of joy. I love, I love, just love that because it's, it's so contrarian to what is about to happen <laughs> um, <laughs> in the show. So like that, just like, I just, I love, I love that. I don't know if it's my favorite, but like, I love that. Um, it, it sound, I mean, I don't know, like, you know, I can't explain the level of immense joy that I get when uh, River, like, last time I saw her, she said, I missed you, and, like, that, like, just, you know, is just, uh, you know, that's that's the feeling I wanted from heroin, and the fact that I get that without any consequence, I mean, there's a little bit of consequences, but <laughs> in the sense of the person I have to deal with, um, oh, shit, I'm gonna have to edit that out, um, you know the 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 negatives I have to deal with with her mother is certainly not fun, but the positive of of having a conversation with my daughter when I didn't for so long um, is just probably the greatest thing that I have. I'm gonna cry. <laughs> Jesus Christ, this is turning into some Barbara Walters shit right now. Um, yeah, I'm getting emotional. <laughs> Sorry. Least favorite noise or sound? Um, <laughs> Something that when you hear it, it's kind of like nails on a chalkboard. You just want to like throat punch someone. Hmm. I mean, people's voices are coming to mind, but I'm not comfortable <laughs> saying that in a podcast. <laughs> um, it's going to go out into the world. And noise... Um, uh, back when, um, in Final Cut 7, um, sometimes when, uh, uh, editing, editing machines, even what's happening right now where it's writing the waveform on screen, it's not actually there. It's putting it on the hard drive and, and that's just a pointer to the file on the hard drive. And, um, with Final Cut Seven, sometimes that would get the connection would get lost, and it's in a, this big red red window would come up on the on the thing and say um, uh, reconnecting or reconnected or some something like that. I should know. I should remember. It's it, um, and sometimes when the audio went, it would make this um, terrible screeching sound. It would be like a, a oscillating screeching. Um, because it it kind of has the connection, but not really, and and that that was a sound that uh, was it, it, it's you know 
could, as I'm thinking of it, it's like a terrible noise. Because when that would happen, most of the time something really bad was happening. Um, and, and I would say that's probably up there. Okay, number 13. What social stigma do you, do you think society needs to get? Wait, I'm not even reading this right. What social stigma does society need to get over? Um, sexuality just has nothing to do with you. So leave it alone. You know, whatever somebody's sexuality is, as long as they're not raping or hurting anybody, well, unconsensually hurting somebody because there's certainly people that like that but you know just it has nothing to fucking do with you and abortion that's 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 a personal choice i whatever doesn't affect you or me it doesn't unless it's me and you making that decision other than that you know get the fuck out of it that's a that's a personal choice that nobody but that person should make Number 14, what life skills are rarely taught but extremely useful in your opinion? I, I would say even for me, like um, Ron and Gay always taught just don't have credit. Like just don't, just don't, just stay away from it. And, and that's something that I, I will not do with River. I'm going to... Like, Jesse had to teach me recently what credit is and how it works. And I was like, oh. And then after being told how it works, I was able to start correcting it. And, you know, like, that that's something I don't get why it's not taught in school. Or, like, how to grow something. Um, build something. Like, I don't know. To me, basic life skills aren't taught in school. And it boggles my mind what i mean it, if you even know what are they teaching in school right now common core which is you know english science um math um and, and i think those are the the three major common cores and it's just i don't disagree with it but why aren't you also teaching why not in sex ed aren't you teaching somebody how how to love and i know that's like a a weird thing to teach somebody how to love but like how you know have a fucking it's just having a conversation like the christy episode just have a conversation about it. you might not be right but don't stigmatize it and make it weird so i gotta figure it out as i'm a 14 year old put my dick in my friend not knowing how to emotionally deal with that like would have been nice to have a teacher like talk about emotions they talk about the mechanics but they don't talk about the emotions behind them as they what talk fear-based you know if you don't do x you'll get why and like sure teach that but also teach like hey you, you know and i get it, the like you know gay and ron and your parents are supposed to do that but like why not foster that discussion in class with the kids so they can go talk about it by themselves and figure it out a little bit better give them a leg up don't kick them in the fucking dick before they even start i agree all right number 15 What scientifically would change the course of humanity overnight if discovered, in your opinion? Aliens. Proof, proof of a, uh, other life. Extraterrestrial life. I think that would change everything. 
for, for really bad, <laughs> but it would get better. You think I'm there would be even, mass hysteria? Uh, yeah, I'm not even talking about an alien coming here and, like, you know, killing us. I'm talking about just it would cause, you know, massive theological fallout, which, awesome, bring it. <laughs> you <know. laughs> You're ready? Yeah. All right, number 16. How many particles can be entangled? That's completely infinite. Um, when you're talking about quantum entanglement, they're pretty much like in the theory talking about A being connected to B, but that's string theory is everything's connected in some way. These are the ones we're actually going to be fact checking. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, I don't need to fact check that. I know that's right. It could be anything. I can't even really totally verify quantum entanglement beyond mathematics that it makes sense mathematically, but um, you know, you know, this table be at eight tables atoms can be connected to it is connected to us. Number seventeen. Is the quantum realm real? Like. Ant-Man's quantum realm, or... You Just know. in general. Well, yeah, that's... Yeah. <laughs> Everything, on you know, goes... When you go subatomic, which we know, um, you know, exists, then, that, yeah, that's the quantum realm. We don't quite understand it, but, yes, it definitely exists, and we're trying to figure it out. Number 18. How do entangled particles communicate? through energy you know it's it's so i mean right now um uh we're working on quantum communication um being that um an atom in a walkie-talkie is talking to encryptedly in being encrypted sending communi uh, encrypted communication to a military receiver and we have it, and they're doing it, um, and it's through energy, and, and which is, you know, in the form of how we're manipulating it right now is ones and zeros. It's just tied to only one thing to receive it, so it can't be intercepted. Number 19. Everything's energy. Favorite piece of tech that you feel has advanced the world? Uh, um, hmm. Are you going to edit that? No, that's fine. Um, <laughs> I, the internet. You know, it's just connected everything and we're, we're going through the evolution of integration into everyday life and some people are doing it wrong and some people are doing it right. Um, and that's a matter of perspective completely, but I, I think that, um, you know, it's, it's, it's something that by the time River becomes a teenager, I think we'll pretty much, their generation will cr pretty much figure out, have figured out how to use it right and how to not let it take away. Um, I've been talking to one of my friends who had severe depression and just tried another bout of suicide and just got out of the hospital and like... She's trying to figure out why she's feeling disconnected. And I'm like, well, you know, you know, uh, just oddly, I read us uh, an article from um, 
I forget where, but it was a reputable source on Google uh, Scholars, and uh, you know, it's they're talking about how um, the younger generation, our my generation, um, is is feeling disconnected because they're so overconnected with everybody. They're not having valuable connections. And so it's actually the more com outside communication we have, the more isolated people are feeling and, and suicide rates are, are skyrocketing. And that's what the, this one article was, was uh, analyzing or postulating, that it's because of the social media platforms. And that's because, you know, we are at our core being, um, social creatures and without quality communication and connection um we start to die off like you know bacteria in, in cold uh you know we need to be we need to thrive with valuable communications and i'm trying to get across that you know the only outside communication you have is going to work and then coming home and being online and and there i don't think there's anything wrong with that because like my friend kyle um, I have what I would value. It's a very valuable, um, you know, internet relationship. I've known him for a long time and we just don't really ever get to talk unless it's through text or, you know, sometimes we talk on the phone, but it's pretty much primarily through Instagram or Facebook messenger, but it's a valuable connection to me. And then there's other ones that I just, you know, I communicate with people via that and it's not really fucking, you know, valuable. Uh, you know, and it's just finding a balance of that that we're trying to figure out now. And I think her generation will figure that out. But we don't get, you know, we don't get to another planet without the Internet. Do you think that's a problem, though, with this generation that they don't know how to tune out technology and just be in the it's, moment? It's not tuning out technology, in my opinion. You know, people demonize these things and say that, you know, well, Facebook's, you know, just a cesspool of bullshit. No, it's fucking not. It's your, it's based on the user. Um, my Facebook is nothing but teaches me and enriches me because I filter out the other bullshit. It I is see, what you make of it. I see a fucking Trump uh, impeachment thing and I go to the buttons and I hit hide ad. Why? Irrelevant. Why? And I type in, I don't like politics. And because I've done that through, like I'm going through it now because my, my Billy Brando is very curated and only gives me things because I spent a lot of time saying, no, I don't like that. I like this. I don't like that. I like this. And it only gave me what I wanted. And I'm going through that process now with this profile. And, and you know, I'm getting rid of the shit I don't want to see. I don't want to fucking engage in that. So I hit don't. You know, it's not just going, don't, don't hide. You got to tell Facebook why. They have groups of, of, they added a new one, too sensitive or knows too much, which I think was uh, funny that they added that like a week ago. But you just tell it why, and then it will then, based off of like how Pandora works, somebody else said that, that's like you, so it won't show you that shit. And I only get things that I like. You don't want to see Ted Cruz? No. <laughs> Number 20, tech that scares you or makes you fearful, current or not yet released. I mean, really, I, I, I am quite liberal in my technology. I don't think any of it should be shunned. I don't think we should stop any of it. Um, we should bring it all on. 
because you know the more you suppress it uh, the you know somebody's gonna do it in a bad way so let's bring it out into the light and let's do it right 21 in what way does music move you and touch your soul um depends on what i'm listening to but primarily music is a um time travel form for me when i hear something it brings me back to a moment to an emotion to a scene of my life to a feeling that um reminds me of something um like pat the bunny right now very much so reminds me of 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 an early recovery of making the active decision not to use and to keep fighting forward um other stuff reminds me of using so I can't listen to it or I don't listen to it. I certainly can, but I decide not to. Um, you know, certain music genres remind me of things I don't want to be reminded of, so I don't listen to it. But it's it's very much so a form of time travel for me. I kind of relate with you on that because music is the same for me in that sense. Like a certain song I could listen to will take me back or transport me someplace that I don't want to be. And there's some songs that I really enjoy that take me to places that I love, so. Mm. 22. How much does the earth weigh? Oh, man. I don't know that off the top of my head. I know how round it is. Three th uh, a little over 3,362 um, kilometers in, in diameter. Weight, I don't know. I have no idea. I haven't even fact-checked it. I'll save it for well, when yeah, we for, actually do it. Well, Just for shits and giggles. Had, we haven't had to... Originally, River, I thought this was going to be like, ask me questions and I'll go off the top of my head and then I'll fact-check it afterwards, but more so personal. Um, how much... You want to take a guess at it before I... Oh my god, I wouldn't even... <laughs> We'll do it in pounds because we're winners. <laughs> what is it? Shit. Um, so they only show the mass of it is 5.972 to the uh, 24th power kilograms. So really, how many pounds is Earth? So I don't even know that number. Um, there's so many zeros, but one, three... One seven zero 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 zero. They don't have like something on it, like quadrillion or something. Zero. Well, that's even past trillions and like quadrillions, whatever the pet, the P one is. But yeah, five point nine seven to the twenty fourth power, which is a lot. That's twenty four zeros kilograms. The non-winners. Number 23. How does the brain generate consciousness? Man, if I knew the answer to that, I have a Nobel Prize. Um, for me, um, I mean, for me, I don't think any of this is really real to begin with. Um, I would say we're probably living in the closest, you know, simile of what I could use would be like we're basically in The Sims. Um, you know, not in the matrix form of being unplugged and being a, a person, but I think we're—I just think we're in a quantum computer or in a simulation. So, you know, consciousness is, in my opinion, I think there's a a cloud consciousness that 
based on, um, you know, there's a little bit of in maybe some truth in the, the, um, you know, the fucking time of year that you're downloaded into your being, you get a little bit of a personality trait of that piece of the cloud at that time. Um, but I think consciousness, I, I very much so believe in, in, you know, united consciousness because in just in general, in, in researching science, it's like super fascinating. At some point it is actually on my show idealist to talk about how, um, like, you know, somebody postulates something and it like absurd and then become, then is, uh, proved you know, a hundred years later. And, and to me, I, I've seen that so much where it's like, I feel like we're creating what's around us then. I'd like to point out river that your dad really likes to use the word postulate when he's talking about science and it's adorable. 25. Explain a temporal paradox. Uh, I would go with the whole, um, when Fry goes back into the future and kills his grandfather, he yeah, his grandfather and is that temporal or grandfather paradox? Well, that's it's the same thing. Same grandfather thing. paradox is a form of you know explaining the temp, you know time, um, and he he kills his his uh, you know his grandfather and he doesn't fade away, but then you find out later he fucks his grandma. So he made himself, you know, it's basically that. Like, if I go back in time and I kill baby Grant, how did Grant go back in time to kill that? But then you're talking about parallel universes where maybe this timeline I did that and another one I didn't. Going to, the like, Endgame did it well where they're like, well, you know, as you start fucking with time, branches of that time go off the main one. 26. In your opinion, what is destroying the planet currently? Plastics. Single-use plastics. It, 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 I, don't, I don't get it. It just boggles my mind that, that we haven't done a hemp-based plastic because it's quicker and more eco-friendly to make. It takes like three months to make an entire crop of hemp um, compared to like it takes forever to like you know, you know, you're talking a, a half a decade or half a decade, um, you know, 50 years to make a fucking tree, um, to cut it down, to make a piece of paper that I'm going to put in my fucking printer and, you know, throw out after Glenn signs off on it, you know, like it's ridiculous. when we can make paper hemp, it, it takes three months to turn a crop and a crop is, you know, a cornfield basically. So it's much better. And then it's actually hemp concrete is stronger than concrete. Hemp carbon fiber, you know, making carbon fiber with hemp fibers is stronger. Um, you can make hemp steel, which is stronger than steel. All of these things, it just, it, 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 it I, I don't get it. I, it just, I mean, I get it from a political standpoint that like, you know, obviously there's a lot of money in this, but I don't understand why, like, people aren't just like, we can't do this. But, I mean, I understand there's money, but in the long run, you're just, you're destroying your home, the planet where people are yeah, supposed I mean, to live so and generations right are supposed to like, live. Like, all stop, no more uh, uh, petrol-based plastics, 
and all hemp-based plastics and like hemp hemp breaks down too you know like in plastic form so if you made a a, a bag out of hemp you can also put seeds in it um so when it breaks down it plants itself that's pretty it's fucking like, amazing it just it doesn't it 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 logically when you look at the benefits to the negatives it's like what uh, i i don't get it I, I, it, it it seriously bothers me that, that we could change the world overnight just just stop and it really wouldn't be that much money and actually probably be more profitable done by uh the numbers proven by some economists that if we did a full change over you're actually making more money in the long run do you think it'll ever get to that point? I think I, I have full faith in the generation behind us will, uh, you know, young ladies like uh, uh, Greta uh, and and like other um, younger people that are really pushing for it. I, I have full faith. They're just going to like at some point they're going to revolt. Just be like, you guys got to do it or we're overthrowing and they'll they'll just do it. I mean, you're not gonna you're not gonna get it without force. But if they go out in force, I am dropping what I'm doing and picking up a rock and going. It's gonna have to. It's gonna probably come to a head and get to that point because people, America's youth's gonna think in their minds. It's like we want to have a planet that's sustainable for when we grow up, and we want to have it for our children mm. and generations to come. And if something isn't done, that's not gonna happen. Twenty-seven. What do you think happens to our energy when we die? Um, personally, I think it's uh, transported into another universe to that entangled partner uh, particle and lives on. I like that. Not in a reincarnation form and that when I die, maybe some of my particles are in the desk just like this in another universe and it goes on to that. Jet Li's the one did a great job of explaining quantum entanglement um, in that it just passes on and just goes on. And there's pretty good science behind it to prove that that happens. So I, I, that's why I don't believe in a heaven or a hell. I think it's just moving on. What's the difference in your mind between that and reincarnation? Well, reincarnation from like a, you know, a Eastern philosophy is I die and I'm my energy and particles and consciousness is is transferred into another being or another form I don't, I, I don't think it's i don't think it's that specific i think we we're broken down and transferred into something you know it's like spitting energy through a fucking cheap uh uh you know a colander and and it goes out wherever the hell it goes out but i don't think it's like you know a direct beam it's more of a spray I kind of want to watch Jet Li's The One now to explain that. 28. What do you think needs to be done to slow global warming? Hemp-based plastics. I mean, that, that would be quick. Um, and also just straight off of uh, fossil-based cars. I mean, that's not... It's been proven that the cattle um, farts are doing worse to the environment than all the cars collected together. Greenhouse gases. And we and can't do anything about that, obviously, because we need, you know, um, those beings here because we use them for other purposes. But, it, it, like, just start legislation to stop 
having gas, you know, fossil based fuel. Just just stop. Go to natural gas. Go to hydrogen uh, cells. I mean, they have Toyota sells a fucking hydrogen cell car, but it's only sold in California because that's where they. That's the only place that they have um, the recharging stations, and we're starting to see te- uh, the Tesla's charging stations around. But like, the, it can be done, and we're just not doing it. Why do you think we're not doing it? The, the Lobbyists—the worst thing that's ever happened to to the world. Number twenty-nine. Actually, you know what? Yeah, we're on twenty-nine. What do you find to be the most beautiful form of expression? For me, or just oh, wow, I think that's beautiful. For you. For me, um, I would say writing to River, very deep and personal. Probably the most accurate form form of you know uh, unfiltered thoughts for me. Um, yeah. And not you, most beautiful, same question, beautiful form of expression. Um, I'd say art. It lives on art and specifically, you know, painting, drawing, stuff like that. I think that's, that's quite beautiful. This is going to turn into a three part question. I'm sorry. What is your favorite piece of art? Uh, um, uh, what's this fuck? God. Hieronymus Bosch's um, not the Garden of Earthly Delights, the the second one. Um, I'm, the name is escaping me right now. I just but, looked at that online um, a couple of weeks ago. Not too. that one. He is the second most famous, and uh, that one is dope. So we'll fact check that and we'll look that one up. What is the first thought? Number thirty, we're at right now. What is the first thought that you have when you wake up in the morning? Don't use. <laughs> Pretty, That's uh, a good thought to have. It's 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 pretty mechanical now, but it's a long, uh, you know. Yeah, I would say that's if not the first in the first process. Because I, when I first wake up, I have an alarm that wakes me up 15 minutes before I get out of bed, and that's when I meditate because I'm most raw form. So I'm meditating, and and that's most of the time what I'm meditating on. Number 31. I'm not going to smoke crack today. (laughs) (laughs) Say it like you mean it. Say it like Dave Chappelle. I'll give you one more chance. Do it. I'm not going to smoke crack today. That was so white. (laughs) That's how I say it. 31. If you could describe yourself in three words, what would they be? Uh, man, we did this in rehab once. Um, it was so much darker. Um, three words. Three words. Um, I'm struggling with how to best phrase it. Um, intelligent, um, compassionate, and um, arrogant. That's, you know what? It's pretty accurate. I fucking love your honesty right now. I would have said sarcastic. You drip in sarcasm sometimes, but it's all good. 32, the most important question of all the questions. If you could only give River one piece of advice, what would it be? 
Don't ever stop learning. I don't care what it is. Uh, just don't ever stop. <laughs> I'm gonna break up right now. That's beautiful. And that is 32 questions with your dad, little girl. Hour and three minutes. You did pretty good for uh, that. But I'll admit it was probably all me on the answer and to know how to fill out an hour. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Love you, hon. See you next time.